Hi everyone, this is Jennifer Vagnashi with Deep Believer. Today, you are gonna be thrilled because we're having someone on who is touching on end times. Now he says that he have come to realize by revelation of the Lord of the timeline that we're in. And he even had almost a similar dream that he had given me this year on January 1st about what's going to happen this year. You're going to want to stick around for this. It gets deep. Dr. Timothy Thrapp, thank you so much for being with us today. Well, thank you. It's my pleasure and honor to be here, sis. Thank you for having me on. And Timothy, I know that you wanted to say a prayer before we started. So would you mind praying for the audience? Yes. Right now? Just a short prayer. The main, I want to tell the audience, the main thing is to get everybody together in love and unity and the spirit of God. And the spirit of God is what's most important. And it helps people to understand and receive. And in this case, because we're talking about a little different view of things, uh, it's it's important to be able to throw a doctrine that's not that's not of God. If it doesn't line up with the Bible, we need to throw it away. So we're going to pray a little bit. Uh, Holy Spirit, we're going to pray the Heavenly Father, and we pray that the Holy Spirit comes and and moves every person's heart to hear and understand and search it out for themselves, like the Bereans, so that they know. Uh, that everyone knows what's really from the Bible and what's not. And uh, we thank you, Lord, for your holy written word. We know it's a supernatural book. It's not an ordinary book. It's a communication device with God. And we just really appreciate that, Lord, that you've given us that wonderful, uh, this wonderful Bible uh, and uh, the opportunity to share on this platform. And we thank you for Sister Jennifer and all her work uh, helping people to receive and learn and grow spiritually. And uh, we all want to be deep believers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen and amen. Thank you so much, Timothy. Okay, so before we get started, I want you, because you mentioned something earlier, we're going to talk about this in a little bit, but I want you to tell me how you started off. I mean, were you always a believer because you know a lot about scripture and you know the Lord. So how, where where did you grow up? How was your upbringing? How did everything look for you? Yeah, I was uh, born in Alaska and it was the most sinful place you could possibly imagine. And uh, it still is. Uh, well, you know, now it has pockets of Christianity, thank God. But uh, when I grew up, I didn't know anybody except for one old lady she, she told me if you're ever in big trouble just pray to god and, and god will help you and uh and i was in big trouble i was about uh i was about uh, seven years old and i prayed to god and god did a miracle and uh you know i told him when i prayed you know i, I was praying you know lord get me out of this mess i'm I, you know i could get killed this is terrible and uh and 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 he and i said and i then i as i prayed that i knew I, you know, I said, if you're real, I didn't know God was real. Nobody I knew believed in God. Everybody lived such a sinful life, you know, except that one lady, you know, and she had planted that seed maybe two years earlier, you know, and, uh, and so she must've been a Christian, you know, and anyway, so I, when I prayed, I, I thought, well, you know, if I'm asking God to do this huge favor for me, I got to tell him I'm willing to do something for him, you know, and well, what does he want? And it came in my spirit at that time. I didn't understand the spirit just came to my mind or whatever, uh, that, uh, he wanted, he wanted people to serve him, work for him. I said, okay, I'll work you the rest of my life if you if you do this miracle for me i'll work for you the rest. and he did it was a miracle right away and so i've been serving him ever since and now i was definitely diminished mentally capacity and the reason was uh when i was about three years old my first one of my first jobs was melting lead 
lead, you melt it, very high temperatures, and the fumes that come off of there, and nobody told me don't breathe that stuff. And, uh, you know, you shouldn't be wearing a mask, you should be wearing, and so I was pouring lead into the forums for, for months and months, uh, and uh, and breathing lead and damages the brain, and a lot of people know this nowadays. In those days, I don't know if anybody knew it, you know, and uh, and so I was mentally retarded. I couldn't read, I couldn't write, nothing, and when, when the Lord did that miracle for me, uh, and I failed first grade and so on, and then after he did that miracle, well, then I started, so I had to, you know, I had to try to start serving him and I didn't know how to do that, but uh, nobody I knew knew anything about it. And so uh, and all of them would laugh at you if you had talked to him about it. And so eventually I realized I found some books. That's what it was. Someone was throwing out some books and they had pictures of revelation and some scriptures in there. And I started just going through those books. And uh, anyway, the Lord started increasing my mentality. I realized that God wanted servants that are, that are deep believers that are that are that are you know pushing into the word of god and and studying and and intelligent and capable and you know there's a scripture that came to me early on and the lord whispered this in my heart and eventually i found it in the bible and it's uh, i believe it's second timothy chapter 3 and verse 15 or 16 uh maybe 17 it says that the man of god may be found to be fully competent and completely equipped for ever good work now there's different translations but that's basically what it's saying and i noticed that most people were incompetent or barely competent and uh yet the man of god's supposed to be fully competent and uh and i thought well you know that's a pretty important so i better start studying i better start applying myself better start learning and as i applied myself the lord amplified my mentality and and within a couple of years i was the smartest you know, i went from the dumbest kid in the classes in school to the smartest kid in the classes in school in just a couple of years and uh when i was a teenager i kept pressing in pressing in pressing in around the year when I was 13 or 14, I, and I was praying for it and seeking it, you know, the wisdom of Solomon, because if he gave it to Solomon, he should give it to me. You know, God's no respecter of persons. If, if we do what Solomon did, we will receive the gifts Solomon give, you know, God. It, you know, it's that simple. And, and some people say, well, why doesn't God, you know, do this and do that? He did it to Peter. He did it to Paul. He did it to Solomon. Well, a lot of them don't didn't do what Solomon did to get it. In other words, there's there's we got to press in. We got to be determined. And uh, even Wigglesworth, he had some incredible Smith Wigglesworth. He had some incredible miracles. And uh, and I when I first read about Smith Wigglesworth, actually it was the first it wasn't the first time. The first time I read that book, I thought it was all bogus and baloney. It was impossible because I was of the mindset. Uh, for many years that the power of God wasn't for today. And so when I read about Smith Wigglesworth and, and I didn't even think talking in tongues was because the first church I went to, um, you know, anyway, so I pressed in, but around 15 years old, 14 years old, somewhere in there, the Lord gave me a huge increase in my mentality where I could literally uh, I, I knew everything in every book without studying. But, but before that, I read 20, 30 books a day. I'm not kidding you. 20 or 30 complete big books a day uh every day almost uh, maybe maybe five days a week or something like this but uh at some point i'm pressing in and asking god and he gave me a word of knowledge word of wisdom word of understanding he gave me all that all three at once and uh and i knew everything in every book it, somebody i and i was tested on this i could call up somebody 100 miles away they could go get a book off their bookshelf and they and i could tell them the name of the book and i could tell them the author and i'd never seen that book before in my life and they could open it up to any page and i could start reading it for them i'm 100 miles away i'm not saying but i would uh, the lord would just tell me you know and uh and so i didn't have to study for any tests anymore <laughs> it was i aced everything and uh and i got advanced into college right away and all this stuff so uh god is good god can do and i don't want to be bragging on myself i'm not bragging on me i'm bragging on god the lord blessed me you know so uh you know god is able and now i have multiple advanced 
advanced degrees, naturopathic uh, healing health is one of them. And, uh, you know, some people call it naturopathic medicine, which, you know, food is our medicine. You know, really, if we eat properly, you can you can fix almost anything. Uh, but then there's also supernatural as well. So I, my first church, first church is plural that I went to. They didn't believe in the power of God. So it took a while for me to, you know, to accept it mentally, although I kept seeing miracles all the time. And I, and I would say, well, and, and I'd talk to the elders about it, whatever, and they'd say, oh, that's the devil following you around. That's the devil doing that. You know, <laughs> I remember one time I was out ministering uh, all day long in the hot sun as a teenager. And this is when I had the power of God and the wisdom, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, word of understanding. And I walk into a store. Um, I didn't have a watch, you know, at that time I was pretty, still, I think I was still pretty poor at that time, but, uh, you know, and, and the Lord blessed me financially around 15. So I must've been maybe just before that around 15 or 16, I started getting blessed financially uh, tremendously. Anyway, I walk in, so I didn't have a watch. I didn't, I was very poor. I didn't have a watch. So I walk in the clock. I was pretty sure it wasn't, I looked at it and the Lord said, that's not right. And I said to the guy, that clock's not right. Or that clock's messed up. I might've said messed up. And when I said that, I pointed at it, and when I said that, the, both hands went straight down, uh, and he was seeing it. He was looking at it, and I was looking at it. Both hands went straight down, and the clock fell right off the wall. That's the power of God. And I did, and and he's looking at me like, you know, like, get, get out of here, you know, the devil, you know. And, and I'm like thinking, yeah, the devil's following me around again, you know. And it, but I didn't realize it. I had cursed that clock. I said, that clock is not right. That clock is messed up. And it was seriously messed up. It just, it, not only did both hands drop to the six, but the whole thing fell right off the wall. And, and that's the power of God. God is able to do anything. And I didn't understand the power of God at that point in my life. And, and uh, you know, and mostly it was because of brainwashing. In other words, I had a word of knowledge. So I should have been able to understand. It. I had a word of knowledge, wisdom, understand. I should have been able to understand all that. But because I was so brainwashed to think, oh, it's impossible. The devil's following you around doing these things. Uh, you know, and I'd see people fall out in the spirit. I see people get healed miraculously, and I had to be the devil. You know, and uh, eventually, it took. It took. I was dying of cancer when I was thirty years old. No, thirty, twenty, twenty-nine years old. There was. The, I was living in Anchorage, Alaska. I'm from Alaska. You know, that's my background. And uh, I was dying of cancer, suffering horribly. And uh, literally, a growth came up in my throat. And and there was a lot of people getting cancer. It was. Um, they called it oxygenated gas. It was right after the Gulf War. And they had a whole bunch of this fuel that was highly, highly toxic. And they were putting it in the automobiles. And everybody in Anchorage, Anchorage doesn't have much wind in the winter. So a lot of people in Anchorage were getting cancer. And I had this big growth come up in my voice box. And uh, uh, it was choking me to death. And I sought the Lord. And I sought him for healing. And, you know, but I didn't really know if he would heal. You know, in other words, all, ever, you know, all these miracles, you know, it was the devil. You know, the devil's healing people, you know. And, I'm like, well, you know, that doesn't quite make sense. So maybe the God will heal me. You know, maybe he will. You know, so I was seeking him with all my heart. You know, I was literally, uh, you know, probably two or three weeks after. I actually went to the medical doctors at that time, uh, the hospital, one of the big hospitals there. And they checked me out and said, yeah, you you need chemo right away. You need radiation right away. We need to operate and remove your voice box. And he said, you'll probably be blind and deaf and uh and a few other things, you know, and uh, I was thinking, you know, it's just better to die, you know, and I'm thinking, you know, I think I got to get out of this place. This is, this is crazy, you know, and, I, you know, at that time, I'd already had some basic nutritional stuff. And, I, you know, I was trying everything I could think of to do. And, and nobody knew the cause was the ox oxygenated gas. Later, they decided that the oxygenated gas 
was, uh, you know, causing cancer. And of course they quit using it, but uh, so-called oxygenated gas, it smelled terrible. It was nasty stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't oxygen. It was, you know, like toxic chemicals, but, uh, and, you know, so, but anyway, so I, I went, I, I asked them, I said, you know, I said, well, let me, let me think about this and let me go home and think about this. And, and they were like, well, normally you couldn't even leave, but they said, we've got, uh, we got the whole, it was a 10 story building. And I think it was a sixth floor was uh, cancer patients. They said, we got the whole sixth floor completely full of cancer patients and the floor above that completely full of cancer patients and the floor below that completely full of cancer patients. So I guess because we're full, we'll let you go home. In other words, it was like, they weren't going to let me go home. They're going like, to take me against my will, you know, and let, don't let me die in peace, you know? And, uh, and, and, and I, and then I was thinking as I was leaving, I said to the doctor, uh, why is there so many people getting cancer? He's oh, it's just a run on cancer. You know, it's like it's like it's the greatest thing ever for him. You know, he's making lots of money. You know, and I'm like, what in the world is you know? It's, it's something something not right in this planet. You know, something not right in this city or whatever. You know, so I went home and and I'm fighting for every breath. And uh, you know, they gave me some antibiotics or something. I was taking them. They did nothing. I couldn't hardly swallow. I couldn't hardly breathe. I couldn't hardly eat anything. Uh, nothing. And um, I went home. And I was seeking the Lord, and literally I was dying. I choked, choked to death of cancer mostly. And, and I tried, you know, I couldn't even swallow anything. I was getting where every breath was like, like that. Every breath was a struggle and lots of pain in my throat. And it was swollen up about the size of uh, my fist, uh, maybe a little smaller, size of a peach or apple or something like that. And and it was literally choking me to death. And I wasn't going back to that hospital, that's for sure. You know, they're going to remove my voice box. I'll never talk again. Uh, you know, and then I might, they said I'd be blind and deaf too because of radiation or chemo or whatever. So I'm not going back there. They, they don't know what they're doing. You know, better to die in peace. And But I was seeking the Lord and I was reading the Bible and I kept, you know, praying. And, and I said, Lord, you know, this is up to you, you know. And, and finally, it was, I was new. I hadn't been able to sleep, you know, in like a week maybe. Um, and, um, I knew that, you know, this is my last breath, basically it's in other words, if, uh, you know, I was literally right there and I said, Lord, you know, it's up to you. You know, I'm, I'm just in my, and I couldn't speak it. I was just thinking this in my head, you know, praying in my head, uh, you know, it's up to you. Lord knows our thoughts, you know? And, uh, and so I, I set the Bible on my chest and when I did the whole room peeled up with this beautiful beautiful pink cloud it was pink a lot of people say it's white like a cloud and i've seen it white like a cloud but usually but that time it was beautiful beautiful pink and and uh and you know that's that's pretty amazing to me a beautiful beautiful pink cloud and uh and i don't know what the symbolic meaning of pink is but anyway this beautiful cloud coming in there was a presence of god and there was it was a shiny cloud it was like there was lights coming through everywhere it was just beautiful and and you couldn't even see the ceiling or that you know i was laying in a bed you know because i was so sick and you know dying and uh and he said he spoke out of the cloud and he said i'm here for you and i thought and I thought, well, he's here to heal me, you know, and uh, in other words, he can heal, you know, it's it's like, I was pretty sure he could heal if he wanted to, you know, and because, you know, God is good, you know, God, the it's in the Bible, you know, and so that's what was a big turn, turning point. So anyway, I passed out and woke up the next day and I was totally healed. And when he said, I'm here to heal you, you know, I mean, he didn't say heal you. He said, I'm here for you. And when he said that, you know, I, I knew, or I believed, I believed that he was there to heal me. And now you could have easily, if you're a negative thinker, you could have easily said, well, he's here to take you to heaven, you know, and, and die and go to heaven. You know, you could easily interpret it that way, but I didn't interpret it that way. <laughs> I, I interpreted he's there to heal me. And cause I was praying for healing, you know? Uh, and, uh, and so I passed out and woke up about 12 hours later on the nose. And, uh, 
so I hadn't slept in you know like a week or something, two weeks or whatever. And uh, and and so and I was that's growth in that throat. And one night went from uh, almost the size of your fist down to about the size of uh, the thumbnail. And you know I'd have thought the whole thing was a bad dream or something if it hadn't been still there. And that, you know, but I felt great. I felt you know better than I had. I got up and cleaned up, and everything was a mess. I was a mess. Everything was a mess. I anyway, cleaned up and uh, and and started. Um, uh, you know, I made myself something to eat, I think. And then I went to the grocery store to get some food because I was out of food or I don't know what it was. But anyway, I remember going shopping and then I come back and uh, and just praising the Lord and just thanking the Lord. And uh, and I said, well, God does heal. So I've got to find a church that really believes in healing because, you know, all the churches that I'd went to at that time all believe miracles. It's called cessationalism. You know, that miracles ceased with the apostles or with the some people believe it's the, they laid hands on on people in that one generation, that one basically the apostles, and then the next generation they they got the power of God. And you see, you know, some people say it's just the apostles, other people say it's just the you know the first group. But no, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so that was my big, huge healing lesson. And I was about 30 years old when I realized, uh, but I'd had miracles all through there. And, but I always thought, you know, people would say, oh, that's the devil. And I was always like, well, maybe, I guess, you know, but, but he got healed. Well, the devil heals somebody sometimes, you know, I was like, what? <laughs> so, 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 so uh, yeah, so, and they, do, they still teach that. And a lot of them do, a lot of different denominations. It depends on where you go, you know, to church. So it's good to find a good church that believes in the power of God, the reality of God for today. And so after I realized I was wrong, I really pressed into that subject and I studied everything. And um, and and that was the second time I read Brother Wigglesworth stuff. The first time I read it, I thought, yeah, it's you know, it's just wacky, you know, that is not for today. You know, that was out with the apostles, so it's made up, you know, that didn't really happen to him. And uh, and then I really studied every single book of Brother Wigglesworth, John G. Lake. Actually, the Lord miraculously led me to John G. Lake. Um, and uh, yeah, in other words, his, his books, I, I was, this is like maybe a week after I got healed, maybe two weeks, I, and I was seeking the Lord, I want to understand this healing thing, you know, and, and I started getting sick with other things, and it wasn't the cancer, the cancer went away in 24 hours, the cancer was completely gone, so it had shrunk down to the end of my thumb, and then 24 hours, completely gone, and um, and and so I started seeking God for uh, understanding how healing works because I was getting other health problems and um, serious uh, other serious health problems and and it might have been two weeks later three weeks later four weeks later, I I, I asked the Lord I said I'm going down to the uh, the Christian bookstore today and I said if there's anything in there I should read and uh, you know I'm pretty sure I read you know half the stuff in there but uh, you know uh, you know but anyway I said if there's anything in there I should read I'm praying you'll show me and when I walk in the door. Is like an angel man. I didn't see him, but I, I felt the presence of somebody beside me. And he led me right over to a certain, you know, back in this, go down this aisle, down here. And the second book from the left, second book from the left on the bottom, that was it. And I picked, I looked it up and I it said, Adventures in God, John G. Lake. And I thought, that's a corny name for a book, Adventures in God. You know, <laughs> and I said, well, God wants me to read this. I, I knew it was an angel. I knew it was somebody who was leading me over there, you know, the Holy Spirit or God or angel or somebody. Uh, somebody led me to that book, there's no doubt about it. And I said, well, I'll read it. You know, God wants me to read it. So I'll read it. And, and I did. And that was a big, huge turning point. I started reading. I read everything by John G. Lake. I read everything by Smith Wigglesworth. Eventually, I found Kenneth E. Hagen. You know, he's teaching the same thing they are. It's just he does a really good job, and it's free on YouTube nowadays. It's anybody that wants healing, perfect healing, and and I've been in pretty good, perfect health now for 
about uh, since then about 30 I, I mastered and anybody can master it if you press in and press in and press in you can master divine healing you don't have to be somebody that just knows a little bit about it you can be a master and when you're a master no sickness has the ability to attach to your body it's that simple no Amen. sickness should have the ability to attach to our body and i even demonstrated can i tell the one about the oardc i think people would like to hear that for the germs those people at at ohio agricultural research and development center is a big bunch of scientists. I'm a scientist, I'm an engineer, I'm a naturopathic doctor. You know, the man of God should be fully competent, completely equipped for every good work. That's the word of the Lord. Uh, that's Second Timothy chapter three, I believe verse 17. Anybody can look in there and find it. It's right next to where it says, all scripture is inspired of God and beneficial for teaching and reproving and setting things straight in order that the man of God should be found to be fully competent and completely equipped for every good work. Uh, you know, and, and people read that. No, that's impossible. You can't be, I've had them tell me, a preacher tell me, oh, that's impossible. They read it right out of the Bible. Like, oh, that's impossible. That's impossible. You can't be completely equipped for every good work. <laughs> Well, the Bible says you can. So, and Solomon was, uh, you know, and and so other people, sure, Jesus was, you know, so other people, you know, I'm sure other people have got there too. You know, it's, uh, you know, it doesn't mean you'll, you'll, you know, but anyway, that's called a polymath by scientific terms. And uh, different people were considered polymaths. Galileo was one of them, uh, you know, master of many different skills. And that's the way we should be as children of God. So anyway, so I, because I'm a scientist, engineer, and so on, I enjoyed visiting with the people at OARDC. And that's a short version of Ohio Agricultural Research and Development Center. And anybody can Google them. They're still in existence. They were making, they were genetically altering germs. And, and they had hundreds of specimens in the in this big refrigerator uh, and i was telling them about the power of god and i i told him i could take because john g lake demonstrated this he could take the germs in his hand and he could pray and command them to die and and by the authority of jesus christ by the authority of the son of the son of man son of god even we're we're children of god we're not we're not the son of god we're a son of god uh, but by the authority of of, of Jesus, by the authority of the, of the blood of Jesus. Those things have no right to exist around us. They have no right to exist, Yeah, you know, until the, yeah, anyway. So anyway, I demonstrated this to them. They said, oh, it's impossible, it's impossible. I said, give me the worst vial you got. Give me the worst stuff you got. Oh, you got to be really careful. Don't even touch the glass. Wear gloves. No, no. I said, no, no. Give me that thing. I grab hold of it. I said, I curse every germ in here in the power, by the power of God and command it to die. And this is after I mastered divine healing. You don't want to do this if you haven't mastered divine healing. If you, right. if you have you, if you haven't studied it and really you can die out, if you don't right yeah you might, you might die yeah that's right <laughs> if you don't understand your power and your authority and who you are that's right and uh, in other words god flows through us we're a conduit for god if we're surrendered to him and and he's happy to do it that's the way he wants to work on this earth until jesus comes back that's the way he wants to work and he's coming back soon but for now that's the way he wants to work he wants to work through men of god and that's why elijah could call down fire and i'll get them all burned up and and that's why the three hebrew children could walk in the furnace seven times hotter than uh this factory specifications <laughs> so and they, and they walk and they didn't even smell it and they came out they didn't even smell like smoke or nothing but the people that threw them in died uh, burned up you know uh so yeah that's why because we have that authority we are children of god we are children of the most high and we have that authority we have that power and so yeah i curse those things they, they examined them it was everything was dead and they were like blown away it's like that's impossible oh we must have give you a bad we must have give you a bad whatever a bad uh bile or whatever you know and and so i walked this wasn't the same day it was a few weeks later 
I was up there visiting and I saw the freezer where they got all the stuff. There's a freezer where they kept all their really, really nasty poisonous germs that they're planning to use for biological warfare or whatever, you know, and they spray them in the chemtrail, just so everybody knows. Uh, that's why people, you know, it's called the chemtrail flu. You know, they're always coming up with a new, a new whatever. Anyway, I walked over to the freezer and I was just visiting with them. I leaned against it, you know, I put my hand behind, on the glass and I said, I curse them in my head. I didn't say it out loud. I, they're talking and I'm listening and I, I curse every germ in here. I command them all to die in Jesus' name. And I went back, you know, I didn't say, visit. I go up and visit all the time, you know, because they're, I, I enjoy visiting with other scientists. They're intelligent and so on. And uh, and then like, they call me up like uh, three days later, four days later. Did you do anything to our freezer? What made <laughs> them think it was you? Because of last time you held it. Yeah, and it died, so. I had already done the vial and uh, they weren't sure. Again, they were trying to say, well, maybe the vial was already dead when we gave it to you. You know, everything was dead. But it, <laughs> and and then the whole freezer got got wiped out. And I'm like, well, I don't think it was me. I, I think it was maybe somebody else, you know. <laughs> maybe you just had a bad batch oh it can't be a bad batch there's over 100 different samples in there you know <laughs> they wouldn't let me up there again they banned me from the whole facility for like two years i went and i and then i still wasn't allowed to go in any lab they had over 100 labs i think it was 100 i think it's 212 labs but it's a bunch of labs um yeah so so that is the authority and the power of god no germ is allowed to touch us in jesus name if you can believe it you can receive it and so i walked in very good health i've only been sick one time in in about 30 years now uh very very good health i call it divine health uh and uh you know as you know brother Hagen, he says he's never been sick but he did have some heart issues for sure when he was out of when out of out of the will of god and i think that's maybe the reason i was sick one time you know maybe i was out of the will of god in something yeah i think i probably was and uh so he was out of the will of god in something and so you can get sick from being out of the will of god but uh Divine healing doesn't work as good when you're, but God, God's merciful. He'll put up with you for a while. You know, you're doing the wrong thing and he'll, you know, he'll, even the program, we have a, we have a program, uh, wits.ws, our website. And if you click on uh, live Bible teachings or live teachings or whatever, uh, you'll find it. And, uh, and it's, it's, we have over 600 posted, but we teach. There's, those are, these are teachings, free teachings, and there there's a bunch of little classes in like a two hour segment, a two hour window, and they there's over six hundred of those. Uh, so there's if you count each class, you know there's probably, you know, thousand, two thousand, three thousand classes there. So it's free for everybody. Uh, but uh, anyway, getting back to the end times, um, that's that. So we have authority, we have power, and everybody needs to know that. And, but if you don't understand it, you don't believe it. You need to. Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So we need to get busy and listen to uh, Brother Hagen, somebody that knows how to teach. And you know myself, uh, you know, and I, you've had great guests, and you yourself, you're anointed as well. Uh, I can tell you got that same message uh, that I did on the first. We both got it on the first, uh, which I got it in the wee hours of the morning, like 1.30 a.m., because I couldn't sleep. Uh, I was awake when I got that message, so it wasn't a dream. It was a word of knowledge, but you had a dream, I guess. Yeah, so yeah. that was, yeah, which is really weird, because I had it in the middle of the night on January 1st, and I did make a video about that, I think, on January 6th of this year, and then when I told you about it, you said, I had the same dream, like, with the same meaning, you know. Um, so, word of knowledge, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, people can me, go back and watch my video, but what did God show you? 
Yeah, he showed me that this is the year of deception, mass deceptions, and uh, and then the next day, you know, and the, we finally got we got news. We're we're a little bit early here, so it might have been the second, but uh, or it might have been the third. But uh, we've heard about this Miami Mall thing, which is a big uh, deception type of thing. Uh, that's uh, that you know again, what they're planning. Just so everybody needs to know this, that we're in the day, year of deceptions. There's going to be. Uh, amazing signs in the sky uh, that are false signs, uh, and they didn't have the capability of doing this until like the early '90s. And this is a, this is the dark agencies that uh, you know the powers that be, the dark agencies. That I, I have to be careful not to say the wrong word here. <laughs> anyway, but uh, 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 there are certain words that YouTube don't allow. So anyway, uh, the dark agencies are up to no good, and. Uh, uh, you know, so um, uh, basically, I worked at Area 51. I think I'm allowed to say Area 51, and uh, and and uh, this is back uh, 80. No, it's been early 90s. Um, and one day, most of the time, they have you working underground, literally, physically underground. So you don't get any good windows. You know, you can't see anything outside. But this particular, for like a week or two weeks, we were working in a lab. They have they have thousands of labs. Uh, OERDC, you think, has a lot because they have like 200 labs. Well, Area 51 has like 2,000, maybe 20,000 labs. It's way up there, different labs that people working in different projects, all compartmentalized so that nobody really knows the whole picture unless God shows it to you, you know, which he always does for me. I, I know exactly what they're up to. Within a few days, the Lord shows me everything, what they're up to. But uh, so we don't work on anything that's going to injure people. But if it's going to help people like better transportation systems or or better healing systems or better communication systems or better protection uh, systems, uh, you know, we, we work on those. But uh, anyway, so I was working on one of those and uh, classified projects and we were above ground. And one of the other scientists in the room with me was looking out the window. He said, hey, look at this. And we went, we all went over there and uh, there were, it, it was, first thing I noticed, it was quite a few clouds, not as bad as here, but it was quite a few clouds. And, and in, in Area 51, it's almost always clear. You almost never see clouds. I mean, it's a few once in a while, it's very rare. But uh, so it was a lot of clouds and there were, he said, look right there, that cloud. And you could clearly see, and then they'd come out and then they'd go back and angels and demons fighting with each other. Angels and demons, swords and, and, and you know, spears. And, Wait, okay, you know, this is real. So you were really seeing this, this is not a dream. Well, yeah, it's it's sort of real. It it was actual happened. This actually happened in real life. But the problem is that was an illusion by Project Bluebeam. In other words, they literally have the capability as early as the '90s to project things. They were testing and they were demonstrating it for some some generals or somebody. Uh, Project Bluebeam. Anybody can Google it. It is real. Uh, different people gave their life. Different whistleblowers gave their life to expose this to the American public or to the world public that they have this technology, and they got killed for doing it. And um, uh, I probably shouldn't mention the guy's name, but you, if you Google it, you'll figure out who it is pretty quickly. So, but uh, so, could you say one more time how I mean what you saw? What you saw? Yeah. Could you, yeah. yeah. So the clouds, and and in the clouds, they'd come out from behind the cloud, but it was angels and demons fighting, and multiple. In other words, maybe a dozen angels and a dozen demons, but you know, you wouldn't see them all the time because it was in the clouds. They'd go in and out of the clouds, but it wasn't real clouds, and and it wasn't real demons. It wasn't real angels. In a way, you know that 
is when they turned it off, it went off just like that, like a like a picture, like a TV or a computer. You know, when it finally goes black, you know, just just suddenly it's gone. You know, it's uh, and clouds don't do that. And clouds don't just suddenly disappear. You know, angels and demons. You know, maybe, but uh, clouds, no way. Uh, you know, uh, you know. So that makes it, so they hadn't perfected the system yet for deception or, or, you know, they needed to fade it out or something, you know, or, or, you know, something or move it away, away, you know, or something like this, you know, so they're there, but now I'm sure they perfected. This is 30 years later, you know, maybe longer, 40 years later, 35 years later. So where you guys were, it wasn't a lot of light. So was it like windows on top of, of the walls where? Well, most of the time they make us work underground, literally physically underground. 99% okay. of the time when I worked in Area 51, we were underground. Wow. And and we were doing contracting, by the way. I won't work for them by the hour because they have too much control over you. Uh, so we're general, specialty contractors or general contractors or consultants or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, uh, but one, for a two-week period, a short time, we were above ground. And, and so it was like a three-story building we were in, maybe four-story building. And they just have a few of those, maybe three or four of them in the whole place. And most, 99% Area 51 is underground. Uh, and, and they have tunnels that connect everything all over the whole world, honestly. Very advanced stuff in Area 51. Um, and uh, so there's lots of secret bases. They're not just one. There's one right over here, actually. And this is the first time I came to this island. I was working in that base. But uh, it's, it's a technology that we had developed that... Uh, they were trying to they were trying to uh change it a little bit i probably shouldn't say too much about it but anyway it's uh there's some of this is still classified so it's anyway so they do have project Bluebeam. that's that's i'm sure it's still classified but the plenty of other people have talked about it and shown it so i want people to know for sure that there's fake rapture coming fake rapture and a lot of Christians are going to be deceived when they see this. And there's also fake alien invasions coming. And whether they'll combine those two or not at the same time, I don't know. And, and, and I know it's also going to be tailor-made for the religious, the general idea. Like if some people are mostly Hindus, they're going to see maybe their own gods or whatever. You know, all this stuff. They're going to, they're, the idea is the mass deception. To get every, in, in Christianity, let's say, they're going to try to get everybody discouraged. Uh, they're going to think that Jesus left them behind. That's their goal is to get is this fake rapture and Jesus left them behind. And now they're discouraged and they're depressed. And, and, you know, might as well take the mark or might as well serve the devil or might as well worship the Antichrist or whatever it is they're promoting. They're going to be promoting something else. And they're trying to make God, J Jesus and Jehovah, J the father, they're trying to make them both out to be evil aliens, I'm sure. In other words, they're, they may not, you know, do it all at first, but they're going to do multiple of these in the next few years. Uh, uh, in the next uh, yeah three years or so they're gonna maybe four years they're gonna do multiple of these type of things i'm pretty sure about it I, again this is not a prophecy but it's a prediction and i will i will have prophecies later i do have prophecies also but this is a prediction regarding the timeline that i think uh I very feel i feel in my spirit also along with the one year or this 2024 being year of deception massive deceptions or mass deception many people seeing something and getting deceived and the very next day was that alien thing at miami uh so that tells me that it's true that the prophecy you i got it by a word of knowledge like at, at 1 30 in the morning the lord just suddenly said this is the year of uh and I was praying, I, you know, I was basically praying, saying, Lord, make them stop making noise. I can go to sleep. <laughs> well, you know what? It's so funny because you mentioned Miami because I didn't know about it either till days later, till people told me. And then I, you know, got on TikTok, sorry, got on TikTok. And then I listened to people's stories. And then there was this two people who said almost the same thing. They said, 
I saw this big alien, right? You say, I saw this big alien and it began to twitch in and out. It began to like, you saw it, then you didn't almost like what you saw, like what you said, like you saw yep. this guy, it was yep. aliens and not aliens, angels and demons fighting. And then it began to go on and off. And that's what they said, how it began to go on and off. Like it yeah. was there, then it wasn't, it was like, it was. Yeah. So I, I think, I think that was their first te test in the public of project mm. moving is what I think they did it right inside the mall. And, and, mm. the, you know, they're, they're not limited to the sky, just so people mm. know, and they're not limited to just, uh, these are called holograms. They're not limited to holograms because they can bring ships in. In Area 51, we've been building saucer ships for longer than most people would believe. Uh, they can bring ships in and interact at the same time. They can make it look like an alien invasion if they want to, and they are planning that as well. Not just a fake rapture, but alien invasion. The goal of the fake rapture is to get all Christians, many Christians discouraged and think they got left behind and think Jesus doesn't love them and all this, you know. And and But there is a real rapture coming, just so everybody knows. Uh, and uh, I'll I'll get into that in a couple minutes, you know. Be but uh, yeah, people should be wary of this of this fake stuff. This is a year of fake stuff, and you got that, and I got that, and yeah, you got it by a dream, and I got it by uh, just like a sudden download. It's called a word of knowledge or exactly. Word of, and you know what? Yeah. A lot of other people. I got so many emails. I mean, like hundreds of emails of people. The Lord told me the same thing. So, I, mean, I mean, it's yeah, good so, to have confirmation. Exactly. Uh, yeah, a lot of times I'm hesitant to talk with, about anything unless I get confirmation. Amen. But uh, yeah, so I, we did find your video on that and uh, we did play it on our program. We have a weekly program, once a week, uh, two hour program, and we play different videos. So I appreciate you coming, you know, willing, willing to talk about what you saw in your dream. And it basically confirmed uh, things that I saw. And uh, so, you know, yeah, it's good because at the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every matter be established what the word of God says. Uh, and so if we just take something we heard and a lot of people do this and I did it when I was, you know, first realizing, you know, I, I made that mistake. You know, it, it's good to have two or three witnesses to confirm. Amen. We were talking before the program about the uh, seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. And we're in the seven years of famine now. But when I first got that, it was like 83 or 84 or 82, somewhere back in there, 1983, 1982, uh, you know. And I thought it was right away. You know, we have seven years of famine. I was, I was telling everybody and, uh, and, and teaching it and so on. And the Lord finally uh, rebuked me and said, it's not time yet. You know, wait, wait, you know. It just, it's, and I said, well, when's the time? And he said, well, I'll let you know, you know. <laughs> and he did with the seven cows. Actually, the year before, there was a cow born, at least one or two, born with the number eight on them. And then in the year 2014, which is the first year of plenty, started the first year of the seven years of plenty, uh, the number, uh, there were seven cows born with number seven, uh, most of them on, the, on their head. And uh, and then the in 2021, which is the seven years of famine, started the seven years of famine, there were seven sickly cows born with the number seven on them, and they all died uh, and, and didn't make the newspapers. Uh, you know, they were... I don't know why I didn't make the newspapers, but you know, it's, well, a lot of times farmers don't even want to talk about it. You know, they had a calf that sick and died, you know, they don't want to talk about it, but uh, you can still find the ones from 2014. Anybody out there listening can search online and find those videos and, and pictures and photos. There were two that were known about that different other men of God talked about. Uh, uh, yeah. The rabbi, I'm trying to remember his name. Khan, uh, is that his name? Khan, you know him? Jonathan Khan. Yeah, Jonathan Kahn. Yeah, he he showed two of them. Uh, he, he thought there were only two, but there's no, there were seven. I I saw I, I I saw three with my own eyes. So they were all mostly in Ohio area born, um, but some of them were in Texas and so on. But um, I saw pictures of all seven. I'll just say it that way.
Ever wanted the experience of attending a genuine royal ball? Well, here's your chance. Join Deep Believer Ministries for one of the grandest, most powerful events ever to solely honor King Jesus with a night with the King at the Broadmoor. Enjoy the magnificent grounds, accommodations, and fine dining of the five-star, five-diamond, exquisite Broadmoor Resort in Colorado Springs, Colorado. A night with the King at the Broadmoor is a very royal, very formal three days, two nights conference that will provide you with hands-on training for true, Christian, supernatural living by renowned teachers and evangelists. This includes training in multiple areas of healing, deliverance, spiritual warfare, how to walk out the abundant Christian life, as well as how to obtain success in finances God's way. Then, for the royal evening, Soak in the ambiance of white tablecloth gourmet dining, live brass and stringed instruments, acclaimed Christian singers and worshipers. And what's a royal ball without ballroom dancing? Don't know how? Complimentary ballroom dance lessons are included. A night with a king at the Broadmoor will be a night of complete honor and reverence to our King Jesus and will be like nothing you've possibly ever experienced. We hope to see you there for this stately, eventful night. We've been told this has never been done before. So welcome to a one-of-a-kind opportunity. We're so thrilled to invite you to be a part of something truly special at a night with the King at the Broadmoor a Royal Ball 2024. So whether you're looking to share in the excitement of this joyous occasion or leave your mark on this amazing event, we would love to have you with us. We'd also love to have you as one of our gracious sponsors. Now this is a 100% sponsored event and is only possible because of you and God. Our sponsorship packages are truly amazing from vacation spa and golf stays at the world-renowned Broadmoor to publicize marketing opportunities. We would be honored to have you join us as one of our sponsors, just head over to www.thenightwiththeking.com and select sponsors to find out more. Now, if being a sponsor really isn't your thing or if you're unable at the moment, but you would still like to contribute, we have another fantastic option for you. For only a donation of $5 or more, whatever you're choosing, you can have your name beautifully written in calligraphy on our framed contributor piece, which will proudly display the names of all the sponsors and contributors to a night with the King at the Broadmoor, a Royal Ball 2024. So to become an individual contributor, just simply visit www.deepbeliever.com and click donate. Then type a night with the King in the comments. This event is truly historical. And this framed piece will not only be showcased at this year's event, but also for every year to come, reminding everyone of the incredible people who helped make this happen in honor of our Lord. But wait, there's more. The first 100 contributors will not only have their names beautifully calligraphed on the piece, but will also be entered into a drawing to win two free, that's right, two free tickets to a night with the King at the Broadmoor 2024, including a two-night stay with all meals, which are three, and workshops covered from April 1st 
through second. And the excitement doesn't stop there. 24 special contributors out of everyone will be chosen for an exclusive access to our Deep Believer Vault premiering in May 2024, which is a special collection of backstage interviews and unseen videos that has never been shared anywhere else, not even social media, no one else has seen these. And there will also be holding quarterly raffles that you will not want to miss. There'll be prizes everywhere. So if you're ready to join us in making history, become a sponsor by visiting www.thenightwiththeking.com and select sponsors. If you'd rather make an individual contribution of $5 or more, just head over to deepbeliever.com and click donate and mention the night with the king in the comments. Your name will be beautifully displayed on our board for years to come, every year to come, as long as we're having this beautiful event for the Lord. And it starts this year. We'd be so grateful to have you join us on this journey. A portion of our proceeds will be donated to Compassion International, which is an American child sponsorship and Christian humanitarian aid organization. So thank you so much for considering this invitation. Your support means everything to us. Therefore, if we don't see you there, we'll see you here. So Tim, so now you are sharing with us you know, the foundation of what you're about to go into. And now you said that you truly believe that this is the timeline that we're in right now. So could you start that for us? Because I know a lot of people have different perspectives and we've been taught so much throughout the years and it's almost a bittersweet, like how you describe it is, it sounds, it sounds bittersweet. And for yeah. those of you watching, you'll understand when you listen to it, it's healthy to listen to other people's perspectives. So Tim, could you just share with us what, you've been shown. Yeah. And so it's my opinion. So give me our time. You want to give me somebody our time. But uh, again, as Christians, we should always walk in love and, and really not try to give people a hard time. Uh, but look at the scriptures first. Look at the scriptures first. And so one one big scripture I'm going to tell everybody to look at is Revelation chapter 2 and verse 10. And it says, you will have tribulation 10 days. Uh, and, and the pattern day for a year, day for a year, uh, you see, Revelation was definitely written in code. So is Daniel, a little bit of code here and there. So the word day stands for year in most cases, not every case, but in most cases. Uh, and that, and that, there's four scriptures in the Old Testament that say day for a year, day for a year. And I think there's one in the New Testament that says that also. But you can find them and you can see that it's very possible when Jesus said you will have tribulation 10 days. He's talking about the 10-year tribulation. And again, that's a weird view for most people because everybody heard seven-year tribulation. I didn't hear 10-year tribulation. And, and plus, I was just talking about the seven-year famine. You know, So you know, so there is a seven-year period in there. People have to realize there's also a three-and-a-half-year period in there. It's called the Great Tribulation. and uh, Or maybe it's two-and-a-half. You know, it's either three-and-a-half or two-and-a-half. I'm not convinced either way. I'm just open. You know, what we'll see. We'll see soon. Soon, because we're about to enter into the Great Tribulation. Uh, the, and we've been in the tribulation. And so there's one scripture there that I gave you, Revelation 2, verse 10, and it says you will have tribulation 10 days, but I have a second witness, and the second witness is every single Jewish rabbi that ever lived, <laughs> and so it's more than two, you know, there's hundreds of witnesses, they all believe, and uh, and Jesus was a Jewish rabbi, by the way, if you don't believe it, read the Bible, you know, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, how many times they call him rabbi, right? circle every time, it's like uh, 20 times, and they never corrected him, said, don't call me rabbi, he did say, don't call each other rabbi, because one is your teacher, God, and of course, he's the son of God, so he's a teacher, you know what I mean, he rightfully is rabbi, but uh, the rest of them, not so much, you know, but anyway, all the, all the ones called rabbi down through for thousands of years now have known that when the when the messiah comes there's 10 years of tribulation ahead of that 
And the, when he came the first time, there probably was 10 years tribulation ahead of that. I don't know positively. It wouldn't surprise me, though, because they were pretty seriously persecuted by the Romans. Uh, but when Messiah comes, see, they don't recognize that he came. Most, most rabbis do not recognize that Jesus already came. Some of them do. There are some Christian rabbis out there. But they all recognize that it's a 10-year tribulation. If, you, if they really examine their own their own uh, holy writings and their own sacred writings and so on, they, they know it's a 10-year tribulation. And the reason I know that they know is because when I was 20, I worked for Mr. Presser, who was a Jewish rabbi, <laughs> and he had multiple companies. He's like, nowadays we call him entrepreneur, I, I think is maybe the right terminology. In those days, we called it a magnate, uh, business magnate, you know. Uh, but uh, anyway, so Mr. Presser would, um, you know, he was, a, he was a real Mr. Pressure. You know, we've had the H there in the name because he was always work, 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 you know, get it done, get it done, get it done, so work, work, work. <laughs> so anyway, but when it came, when the, when the five o'clock came, time to quit, uh, he would come out or even lunchtime sometimes, he'd come out with his holy books, his Bible, if you want to call it that, you know, Old Testament Masonry. And, and he would, and he loved to talk to me. I loved talking to him and he would try to convert me to Judaism and I'd try to convert him to Christianity. And it's really the same. We realized, both of us realized it's very closely connected. And really all Christians are a, uh, a denomination of Judaism, pretty much all, all Christianity. It's, it's all the same. In other words, we believe that Jesus is Messiah. That's the main difference and they don't in general again there's exceptions there are rabbis that do believe jesus is messiah and um and and you know so on so you know and the probably people call themselves christians that don't believe jesus is messiah too there's probably people like that too but uh because there's all kinds of flavors nowadays but you know we love them we pray for them so anyway so that's the second witness and then there's other scriptures that refer uh to 10 10 10 day period 10 year period whatever uh, and and I don't have them all ready right now, but I wanted to cover those two mainly and let people realize that the 10 year idea is very long established. And, and Jesus said it in Revelation. If you look, it's words in red. It's Revelation chapter two, verse 10, that there you will have tribulation 10 days. But I'm not saying there is no seven year period. There is a seven year period inside that 10 year period. And that started around 2020 or 2021, depending on what you're what you want to look at there. And and then um, actually, I'd say there's two overlapping seven year periods in that. And um, one started in 2020, and the other started in 2021. All of them around Rosh Hashanah in most cases. Um, yeah. So what happened in 2017 though? Because I remember yeah. you mentioning, and everyone was looking out 2017 because we thought that. This is it because it is. It is. Side. Everybody suspected that that would be the rapture date. Yeah, a lot of people. I, I say a lot of people because Revelation twelve. So yeah, when you have a ten years, let me go back just a little bit. When you have a ten years, you have to figure well, where am I going to count this ten years from? You you need some kind of starting date. You know, uh, if you're if you're concerned about where the end is, you know, if you, the very end. You know, where do you start? If if God's given us a ten year countdown, which He is. Then where do you start that countdown? And and so you yeah, Revelation 12 is the only date in the whole New Testament for our time. I'd say the whole Bible for our time. It's the only date given in the whole Bible for our time, the entire Bible. And the Bible calls it great signs, two great, you know, one sign, one great sign, and then a another 
sign. And so, so you could call them both great signs, in my opinion. I think that actually fits the text better, the translation better. Uh, the two great signs, both of them come out to 2017. One of them's the woman with the, the stars that are a certain way and her crown, and and it's the virgin in the sky. It's everybody that studies that knows knows is talking about that, and they can find the date. That is a date. It was Rosh Hashanah. She's pregnant nine months before. It's like a woman getting given birth, you know, and she was given birth, pregnant with the planet Jupiter. She gave birth exactly at Rosh Hashanah. Uh, that kicked off the 10-year countdown is what that did. And, and everybody thought, well, we're pre-trib rapture. We got to get raptured. Well, we didn't get raptured. So obviously it didn't change God. And everybody thinks, well, maybe God changed his mind. Maybe that's just a mystery. We can never figure out. No, the God put that in there. It is the tribulation period starting then, but it's a 10-year tribulation, not a seven-year tribulation uh, countdown. Uh, you can say a countdown if you want. And and uh, so we've gone right now about six years and some months. And so we're about to get, if the Great, Tribula the Great Tribulation is the last part, uh, the last three and a half years of that 10-year period, and uh, that last three and a half, and it could be two and a half years, it might only be two, if it's two and a half years, then we've got another, another year of relative uh, you know, tribulation rather than great tribulation. Let's say it that way. We've, we, everybody can look around and they can see that things aren't right in this world. You know, it looks, it looks pretty questionable. And, and a lot of people say, yeah, 2020, I saw it starting. And the Lord told me many years ago, I'd say the year 2000, he took me out of my body and talked to me for three and a half hours in, in like a cloud here. It's like a, like one of these clouds. And, uh, and he was telling me all kinds of stuff and he showed me stuff too. He had like a big screen there. He'd show me stuff, you know, it's, it's just like wave his hand and like a curtain to go back or clouds would move or something. And there was this big screen. Anyway. So one of the things he said, I had a lot of stuff to say, but I can't, you know, obviously we'd go over in time. But one of the things he said is in the year that you call 2020 in the United States, you will see the beginning of the tribulation period. Okay. He didn't say it starts in there. He said, that's when you see it in the United States. So the Lord said, you will see the tribulation starting in, in the United States because I lived in the United States at that time. But uh, he also told me that uh, United States and Europe are going to get nuked. I don't remember if it's the same vision. I've had multiple visions where the Lord takes you out of your body. People think vision is only when you close your eyes and you see a screen. There's No, there's three types of visions. One of them, when you close your eyes, you see like a screen or you see the whole whole field of view and you see something going on. You know, God will talk to you, Jesus talk to you, angel talk to you, whatever. Uh, you know, but uh, they'll show you things like on a you know chalkboard or numbers and floating in the air or whatever. With your eyes closed, you open your eyes, you see normal and you close, you see that vision. That's the lowest type of vision. That's vision number one. Number two is out-of-body experience, near-death experience, death experience. Uh, when you go physically out of your body, you I always know when I'm going out of my body. It's its quite dramatic, especially the first time. You're like, oh, no, my body's going to be dead. I'm not in it. And, and uh, uh, yeah, it's uh, literally that's the second type of vision. And, and he'll take you and show you stuff. And But the third type is where people say, no, Jesus was actually in the room. Jesus, I'm telling you, Jesus physically showed up. I Saw him pull up the chair. I heard him walking across the steps. I saw him sit down. And he would talk to me for an hour. It, that is an open vision. If there's a whole bunch of people there with you, probably only one or two will see it. Not all of them. Usually open visions, not everybody sees it. Usually one or two or three will see it. 
if there's a bunch of people, if it's just you, yeah, well, then you can't tell the difference. You know, this is very hard to tell the difference between an open vision and reality. And and that's where people get confused. They, and, and they'll say something like, it wasn't a vision. And then they'll talk about getting pulled out of their body or they die or whatever. Yeah. And, and we have these different terminology. But but again, it's important that people understand there's three types of visions. Uh, and, and, and of course, there's a dream also. And people get that confused with visions. Dreams, there's dreams from God. Yeah, they're different than regular dreams for sure. And you know it's different. And, uh, but that's not a vision or you, sometimes you call it visions in the night, you know, that maybe, you know, maybe that's what, you know, there's a, there's a phrase like that in the book of Daniel. Uh, so maybe that was a dream. Yeah. Or dreams. But, uh, again, that's not the three types. So you could say there's four types if you count the dream as, as the fourth, but anyway, so yeah. So the Lord told me that, um, in 2020, we would see the tribulation period in the United States. And what did we see? We saw a lockdown. We saw, we saw some of those words we're not supposed to say. <laughs> and, so, so, uh, and so anybody knows it's watching uh, what we saw. And, uh, and of course, that's not a great trip. That's trip. And, uh, and, and, and yet, from the countdown, it started before that. And this is borne out in Daniel chapter 12. There's three numbers given, and I'm a mathematician. One of my degrees is in math. I taught math in college for a while, Central School of Science and Technology, Anchorage, Alaska. Uh, I taught for about a year and a half. I was substitute, you know, for a year, and then I taught for a year. And so, and they wanted me to stay on, but I didn't agree with all the you know, brainwashing that's going on in there. So, so, so uh, that's why we got the unprogrammed to help people get unprogrammed. That's our program. Yours is Deep Believer, and I, I think that's a great name. I really like it. Uh, ours is the unprogrammed to help people get unprogrammed. We just invented that name, like the uncola, you know. That was that word didn't exist in the English language, you know. So, so we just kind of invented it, you know. So if it don't exist, invent it, you know. But uh, so we help people get unprogrammed. But uh, uh, so anyway, so back to the timeline. Um, You've got uh, the countdown started in 2017. The Daniel chapter 12 mentions time, times, and a half a time, and it mentions 1,290 days and 1,335 days. Uh, those three numbers are clearly there. And one of the things Daniel keeps asking the angel, and it's Angel Gabriel, and there's other angels there too, and he keeps asking them, says, when, when is the end? When is the end? When, when, when will the end of these things be? When, tell me, please, please. You know, and, and, and then not for you to know, Daniel, but I'll tell you this, time, times, and a half a time, then these things will be finished. And he's like, well, what does that mean? What does that mean? And he says, I'll tell you this, 1,000 290 days. I'll tell you this, 1,330 days. So if you look at all that, and, and he gives something that's going to happen in those time periods, the first one, one, the first time, times, and a half a time, the simplest, and some people, a lot of preachers are just 100% sure that's three and a half years, you know, it's three and a half, it's three and a half, three and a half. But if you keep an open mind and you see God, the simplest explanation is two and a half. If I say to you, you know, cow, cow, and a half a cow, you're going to think two and a half cows. Uh, even if I said cow, cows, and a half a cow, you think two and a half, probably. And again, the simplest explanation, I mean, the word cows could be a hundred cows, you know, so, but the simple, it's going to be simple because God made it where the simple can understand, but the wise won't understand, you know, so, so the wise will say, well, that could be any number of cows. I'm not going to think about that. It's just crazy. You know, it's, uh, you know, but the, the simple will say, yeah, it's, it's either two and a half or three and a half, you know, and, and uh, it's, that's the simplest explanation is two and a half. So two and a half two and a half millennia later from when Daniel got that is when the end times are. And, uh, and that's really amazing. And that's, so that time, times and a half, and then that's what the angel said. It's, it's all going to be finished time, times and a half, two and a half millennia later. So that also would apply to two and a half years from the countdown when the countdown started two and a half years later, 
you'll see the tribulation starting worldwide, this tribulation period. But but before that, there was tribulation. Don't get me wrong. Lots of Christians being murdered, you know, whatever. Uh, and then when the countdown, then when the two and a half years were up, then we saw it in so-called developed countries, Europe, and we saw more and more chaos and craziness and law, weird rules and, you know, just great. The freedoms were taken away. What it says is from when the daily is taken away. The daily sacrifice, it's translated sacrifice, but it's not, the word sacrifice is not in there in the, uh, in the, in Daniel. I haven't found it anywhere in Daniel. Uh, but it says when the day, most places it says when the daily is taken away. And, you know, I've researched all this to great extent before I start telling anybody. And I also try to find, uh, you know, somebody that will witness to at least, you know, at least part of it or most of it or whatever. In other words, somebody else that got the same kind of word of knowledge. And you said, yeah, we've seen, uh, even yesterday when we were talking, there was an email that came in that a little boy in Africa, I think it was Africa, he, he saw a 10 and a half year tribulation period. Am I right? Yeah. 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 That was yeah. so ironic. Yeah. 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 So that, that, and that fits because what people don't realize is after the 10 year tribulation, that's just for believers. That's just for us. We get delivered. We get probably raptured at that point, some sort of major deliverance at that point. Not that God won't be doing things for us the whole time. He will. But at, at the t 10 year point, there's some kind of major deliverance. It's, it's analogous to the 10 plagues after the 10 plagues, they all left. And, uh, and then there was eleventh. There was an eleventh sort of plague, and that was when they crossed through the Red Sea, and they didn't get hurt at all. They got miraculously delivered, and the walls came down, and it was a serious plague for all the Egyptians and the armies of the Egypt and everything else. You know, that was a uh, probably Pharaoh himself died in that. I think it says he did. Uh, so it was a serious plague for them. Uh, so there was eleventh. So that's the eleventh year, and so. People need to understand that in the Bible, 10, you can Google this. What does 10 mean in the Bible? And you'll see it means complete test, complete, uh, uh, yeah, complete, complete test and perfection. And uh, so that's when we get the perfect bodies. Uh, that's when we get the upgrade, if you want to say the physical upgrade. This flesh will be improved dramatically in some way. I don't know exactly what it is. And the Bible says we don't know exactly what it is. But as he is, as Jesus is, so we shall be also. So that's pretty cool. Uh, we're delivered after 10 years and and there's 11th year that you could say is the 11th plague of egypt which it was you know in other words all their armies died a lot of them died uh, all of them that were out to try to take god's people back were all slain or you know died in that water when it collapsed and uh, so the same very same thing that god used to deliver you know the opening of the water he also used to uh, destroy. Uh, and I think that all this, Jesus told me in that first vision in 2000, that wasn't the first one, but it was the first long one. First long one in 2000, the year 2000, 23 years ago, 24 years ago, uh, 23 and a half years ago. And he told me that uh, everything in the Bible is going to repeat repeated again in the end times. Every single thing in the Bible is repeated again in the end times. Uh, almost, uh, almost all inclusive. Uh, you might have said nearly everything, but I think he said everything. And I think that's exactly correct. But, you know, it's a lot of times it's like a parable in the first time compared to the second time, like the 10 plagues represent the 10 years uh, and the 11th plague represent the 11th year. The 11th year is the day of wrath. And people get this confused all the time. They think the great tribulation or the tribulation, the whole seven years is the day of wrath. It's not. The day means year. Day means year. The same pattern in Revelation and the whole New Testament. And you can find four places in the Old Testament, four different scriptures. I don't have them right handy, but, you know, I can, if you need them, I can get them to you or somebody. Uh, and I've taught on this on our own program also. There are four scriptures that say it's a year. The day of wrath is a year long in the Old Testament. It's called it the year of wrath of the great day of God, the Almighty. Uh, the, there's four places in the Old Testament that talk about it being a year long. 
and 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 then in the New Testament, day for a year, day for a year, often you know, especially Revelation, you know, it's it definitely uh, so. So that eleventh uh, ten means perfection, complete test, uh, perfect body, whatever. Eleven means wrath, judgment, chaos, destruction. Uh, Twelve means God's perfect government. Really quickly, I was going to ask you this because you said wrath is one year. Because I was going to ask you how the Bible says that we're not appointed to His wrath. So right. we won't be in that period. One year. We won't be subjected to that one year of, mm -hmm. of, of destruction, chaos, killing, uh, whatever. And and one year, basically that's the year uh, from, so 10 years is from 2017 Rosh Hashanah to 2027 Rosh Hashanah. And the last two and a half or three and a half of that before Rosh Hashanah 2027. Before Rosh Hashanah 2027 is the great trip. And so it's, it's, you could say it's a three and a half or two and a half year period inside that 10 year period. And there's also a seven year period inside that seven. And there's an eight year period inside that, inside that, you know, it's, it's, you know, it's normal stuff. If you think about reality, uh, you know, if you're going through something that lasts for 10 years, yeah, you could think, well, this is the first three years wasn't too bad. Or, you know, if you think about your own life or whatever, you know, the seven, you know, the people been in prison, you know, the first three years wasn't so bad. And then, and then this happened and for two years I suffered. And then, you know, this happened. And, you know, so, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I think a Christian's going to prison because we we have a lot of missionaries all over the world, and sometimes we got to try to get them out of prison, and sometimes we succeed, and sometimes we don't. But usually, thank God that uh, they're all the the leaders are all corrupt, and, uh, and you can pay off people and get people out of prison. Literally, it, it's uh, you know you you got to do it right because they'll just take the money and keep the person in prison. And they want more money, so you got to be careful how you do it. You know, as the Lord leads, you know He He gives you wisdom and understanding to help get your brothers out of prison. Yeah. You know? And uh, and that's part of the mission, too, because Jesus said, I was sick and in prison and you visited me. You came and ministered to me, you know, and the greatest ministry of all is getting people out of prison. I think, you know, the, the people that don't belong there, you know, there are people maybe they maybe they belong there. But, uh, you know, yeah, anyway, we're getting off subject. So anyway, so the the. The 10 years, you will have tribulation, but we're not. So Jesus said, you will have tribulation 10 days. But we're. But another scripture, I think it's in James or Peter, it says we're not appointed under wrath. We're not appointed under wrath. And so the day of wrath is a one-year period that follows. It's the 11th year, uh, the one-year period following the probably the rapture. It's definitely some kind of major deliverance. And, uh, and, and so if you look at the 1,290 days, so, so you start with time, times and a half a time in 2017. So this is a breakdown of the timeline. So you, anybody can draw this out. I apologize. I don't have it on there. Uh, we do have a countdown page, uh, wits.ws forward slash countdown. Uh, but I don't have the graph there either. So we need volunteers to help do things. But anyway, uh, but anyway, so if, if you're called to the Lord, let us know if you're called to volunteer, anybody out there. So everybody should understand from the book of Daniel chapter 12. There's three time periods. So if you go to 2017, Rosh Hashanah, and you decide, and then you just then you need to count. In my opinion, this is how you meant to, the angel meant for us to do it. It says in the last days, people understand this. So as far as I know, I haven't found anybody understands it except uh, you know a few that I've taught, and the Lord taught it to me. You know, so uh, so you take two and a half years at that point. In other words, the same two and a half millennia. You take that for years, and you take that. Uh, two and a half years from 2017 Rosh Hashanah, and that guess where that leads you to? If you take 2017 Rosh Hashanah and you add two and a half years, because he said time times and a half a time. Oh, 2020. In this, 
then you come to 2020, right? And what happened in 2020? It comes about March 2020, actually. So what happened in March 2020? Well, we, some of those things we're not supposed to say, but I think we can say the word lockdowns. Uh, and the Bible says, from the, he said what would happen then is the freedoms would be taken away. From the time the freedoms are taken away, on 1,290 days, so we're going forward again, 1,290 days, it says then the disgusting thing that causes desolation will be, will be uh, obvious or, or worldwide or noticed or whatever. It, it, it'll be there. It'll be there. And so what happened? You go forward again, uh, 1,290 days, you come to 2023, right around the middle of September. And what happened in 2023, right around the middle of September? Do you know, sis? Oh, that was last year. Yeah. Oh. Six, about five months ago. Six oh, months ago. Yeah. I don't remember. Fresh it. Okay. What happened is all the leaders, not all. Oh, but yes. Bunch of leaders. Yeah. All the leaders came together to form. Yeah. That's right. Uh, and more. there was announcements made, uh, not only that meeting, but there were announcements made worldwide that we are already in World War Three. We are already in World War Three. Even Where? the United States. Yeah. These were announcements in the middle of because I was looking for this because the Lord had already revealed this to me. And so I said something big regarding the disgusting thing that causes desolation. Something mm -hmm. big is going to. And I thought, well, probably World War Three is going to break out is what mm -hmm. I thought. Mm -hmm. No, what it was is announced. But sort of it is breaking out because the first wave invasion is all these illegals coming into the United States and Europe as well. That's the first wave invasion. When you do when you do an invasion, you do it in waves, usually. Uh, war, the game of war, or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, you're stuff. right. It's never at once. It's never just an impact. It's yeah, like a trickle. That's right. So they're gradual. trying to weaken the whole system so it's easier to collapse. And if they do it right, uh, it'll collapse by itself. And that's really kind of what they're working for and working toward. The dark side is working toward that. Uh, yeah and uh, yeah so yeah anyway so um uh yeah so the, so that's the 1290 days and so the a disgusting thing was announced or admitted that we're already in it let's say it that way uh, it was so it was made known by leaders of major governments the united states it, it was the head of the cia that announced it and there was a few others and in different countries different people high level people announced it that we're already in world war three uh and that was five or six months ago and and most of this probably didn't make the regular news but uh it, the point is i was looking for it and a few others were and um maybe a few thousand others or ten thousand maybe hundreds of thousands others were looking and we all saw it uh and i knew it would be something but i didn't know exactly what and and then so then you count 1,335 days later, and it says there's a blessing for God's people at that point. It says, blessed is he who makes it to the 1,300, who makes it, who survives, who endures, or the 1,300, that word could be translated different ways, uh, 1,335 days. So obviously there's going to be great tribulation in there. There's going to be tribulation. It's going to be challenging to, to make it to this 1,335 days. But there's a blessing there. There's a 2,300-day prophecy also in the book of Daniel. So he says from the time the daily is taken away, which we already figured out that the daily is the lockdowns. And, and a lot of people agree, and not just me. Now that it's in now hindsight 2020. So the body of Christ, even the, the flaky prophets, which we love them, but even the flaky prophets can see it now. They, they, they didn't see it very well in advance, but they saw it in hindsight. Hindsight's much, even me, hindsight's much clearer, you know, what, what it is, you know, what, what these talk, what the Bible's talking about. So uh yeah so the from the time the daily's taken away which was around middle of march of 2020 uh then 2300 days later it's a different prophecy 2300 days later the sanctuary shall be cleansed is what it says and 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 that comes out to um the end of uh june 2026 and so this is right in the middle of the great tribulation uh you know so you know, i'm thinking wow so we're going to get some kind of 
something from God. And and I don't believe that's a literal, you know, people think, well, Israel's got to rebuild the temple and that's a sanctuary over there. I don't think so. I don't think they're going to ever get that temple rebuilt. And there's one brother who found all those scriptures with the one year, uh, the wrath of God. And he decided that that means the whole tribulation is going to get shrunk down to one year. <laughs> a lot of people think that that means the temple is going to be rebuilt, but, uh, you know, because it talks about the sanctuary and the temple in the last days. But, but if you think about it, the Bible says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. And so That's what I was going to ask you. Yes. Yeah, so do you think it would be in our bodies as opposed to a physical temple? Yeah. So okay. I think, and I could be wrong on this, and I'm hopeful, I could be wrong on this, but I think the sanctuary being cleansed is our body being healed and rejuvenated. It, you know, in other words, uh, Great Tribulation, there's going to be a lot of health problems. Uh, in other words, people are starving, people are, you know, whatever, you know, disease, everything. Uh, they're releasing new plagues, all this. And so some Christians will be suffering because they don't understand the power of God. And I'd say most of them will be suffering because they don't understand the power of God. But when... God delivered the Israelites out of Egypt. There's a scripture that says there was not a feeble person among all their tribes. And that word feeble means even a minor ailment. There was no ailments among all their tribes. So let's say somebody's missing both their feet from an accident or whatever. God healed that. They could walk. God put their feet back on them. I grew them back. God healed every single thing. There was nobody that was lame. It was not one person. Uh, there was nobody. And so I believe this picture, so just like Jesus told me, he said, everything in the Bible, is gonna, you're going to see it again, or almost everything, you're going to see it again here in these end times. I believe there's a healing coming before the rapture, before the new bodies. And maybe it's a year and about three months in advance, if, if I'm correct on that. You know, again, it's just, it's just prediction or speculation. It's not prophecy. But the numbers I gave you are from the Bible. So I'd say that's prophecy. Uh, in other words, we're going to see uh, the we are in the tribulation period. We have been for about six years, six and a half, you know, whatever. And we're about to see the great tribulation. If it's a three and a half year great tribulation, we'll see it starting at the, in April, around the 8th of April, which is where the eclipse is. And I think they're going to do the fake rapture then. And, um, and because a lot of think people are still thinking we're not yet in the tribulation, you know, and but when the great tribulation happens, almost everybody's going to think, yeah, we're in the tribulation. You know? <laughs> but, well, but, you know, uh, what? you said something interesting, though. You told me that you described how they will make a fake rapture. Could you describe that? Because that was interesting. So with this technology that I saw with my own eyes, they can literally make anything they want appear in the sky. And they've got thousands, I think it's 10, close to 10,000 satellites that they admit to and not count on they don't admit to. So maybe there's 20,000 satellites up there. Uh, and so all of these have the ability to project uh, three-dimensional images. Uh, you know, they, they use combination of satellites to get a three-dimensional image. But uh, this is what they're up to. The fake rapture will be projected into the sky and uh, they will have, uh, you know, beams of energy coming down during that time and people will look like they got taken up but really they got evaporated uh and uh and some people will say no he wasn't taken up i saw him get burned up you know his shoes are still there and his feet ran him or something like this you know uh you know so you'll see that and it'll confuse a lot of christians and a lot of christians will think oh you know i just didn't I just didn't make it, you know, Jesus came and I wasn't good enough. And, you know, I know they'd be beating themselves up and oh, I might as well take the mark or I might as well kill myself or, you know, they get depressed. And the first, one of the things of war, because we are right in the middle of World War III right now, or right in the beginning of World War III. One of the things in war is to get the enemy discouraged. Uh, actually, that's one of the tactics. And so I suspect we're going to see a lot of these fake things with the design to get people discouraged. Um, 
and you may have even seen that in your dream. Um, um, you know, you saw the guy across the street and uh, you went over to help him. And then all of a sudden everything changed and you got the impression a lot of it was fake. Um, yeah. Did yeah, you see told. the guy being? Yeah, no, I was told. Being? I was told because I saw him. Yeah. Well, we saw him because there was no one there before. Then we saw him and he had like, he hurt his ankle and like a crack or something. So he was in pain on the ground. We went to walk over. I looked down. When I looked back up, all of a sudden there was a huge scene. There was ambulance, there was paramedics, there were people all around. And I said, yeah. what in the world? I just looked down and then on my left shoulder, somebody touched my shoulder and said, it's because it's not real. Yeah. Now, did the guy seem when you saw, when you saw him with a hurt angle, did he seem like uh, he was sad? Uh, I, I didn't see his I, face, which is weird oh, okay. because yeah, we were across the street and I just saw him in pain. So I didn't get a chance. I know who it was. I mean, he, in the dream. He represents, mm -hmm. he represents, I've got a dream interpretation. He represents the people you're helping. Your ministry is helping. Mm -hmm. He represents those people collectively. And and so the body of Christ, when, when these big disasters happen or real disasters, whatever you want to call them, uh, these great deceptions, that's what Jesus called them. So be biblically correct, we'll call them great deceptions to design to even deceive, even if possible, even the elect, you know. So uh, when these happen, there's people you'll be, you're ministering to now and even some of the same people that will be discouraged or depressed and you're there to help them. Uh, in other words, to encourage them, lift them up and help them realize that a lot of the stuff is fake, you know, that's, uh, in other words, you know, God is good and he's going to help us through this and he's with us and, and so on. And so, yeah, that's that's uh, I'm, I'm very I'm pretty good at dream interpretation. So I'm always happy to help if I can interpret something uh, for people. But uh, I believe that's what it represents. You know, I just thought I just focused on the fact that, you know, I was told that this is not real. None of it is real. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and that's what happened with Miami. Uh, all of a sudden, you know, you said all of a sudden there's ambulances and everything, police cars or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Miami. One guy says he's seen, or maybe a few guys called up and say he's seen an alien. Normal, they would just laugh. Nine one one operator laugh at him and say, "Hey, if you keep calling here, you're going to get arrested." You know, yeah, don't yeah. give us. Instead, every cop car in Miami shows up. You know, yes. So, okay. So that's. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about that because you know they were like at first they said that. At first, they said the news said that it was, you know, police called to the mall because there was a fight. But if you saw the aerial view of how many police cars were at that mall and down the street, I'm like, you would think this was like some like major catastrophe. I mean, it had to been like, what, 100 police cars? Right. If that so this was this was planned ahead of time. Yes. If someone came on the radio and said oh, somebody saw an alien or there's a fight in the mall, it wouldn't send everybody there. It might send, you know, two or three cars. Exactly. Okay. Uh, and and plus the way they did it with their sirens and all this, lots of attention. And then they went around the interview and everybody, did you get any photos? Let me see your phone. I'm going to delete this. You know, the, the fact oh, that is they that did, what happened? Because nobody had yeah. pictures. Yeah, so they were deleting they people's it? pictures. They were asking lots of people, did you get any pictures? Did you get any pictures? Let me see your phone. You know, the cops. And I'm going to delete this. You know, and, and that, a lot of people testified that they deleted their pictures uh, that they had. Uh, so, again, it was most likely a Project Bluebeam because they yeah. don't have to do that in the sky. They can do that right here on the ground, too. You mm -hmm. know, they can do it in the mall, in other words, mm -hmm. with projectors. They have them mm -hmm. set up different places. And the fact that it was glitching in and out makes me think all the more similar to when they turned it off. The yeah, cloud yeah. just instantly disappeared. So the clouds themselves were faked and and as well as the demons and angels were faked and it was not wasn't a real demon and angel so that's what's going to fool people they're going to see something spectacular like that and they're going to think it's really jesus coming back uh and and so on and so forth and and it's not in other words there's four ways to know one is a witness in your spirit another 
In other words, you'll know when Jesus comes back, there's going to be no doubt whatsoever in your spirit that you're in the presence of God. It is going to be a huge witness in your spirit. When Jesus shows up in even visions and dreams, for me, there's no doubt whatsoever. I mean, you'd have to really try. And then you couldn't even doubt. You try to doubt, you couldn't doubt. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but that's number one. Number two is uh, is it's biblically correct and biblically correct is 2027 in my opinion uh, but you know you can dismiss that if you want number three is all the children are going under five when they do this fake rapture all the children are not going under five and there was most of the children probably still be here they'll be hiding in the house under the bed or something like this you know uh and uh and so the children still be here um, for the most part you know they are going to try to evaporate people and so on and so forth they're flying around with all their weird you know advanced... Wait, okay so when you say evaporate because that's really interesting you said that because that's what i was talking about before I never heard that part, how you said that they have the technology to make people evaporate, almost like what happened in Maui, how yeah. Yeah, Things. absolutely. That is technology. Yeah, that is. They already been practicing on different cities, including Maui, for quite a while. This has been going on for quite a while. The fires in California, some of them were to get rid of certain cities and take over all the land there, uh, and and so on. And uh, yeah, so the this is they've been using this technology for quite a while and yeah they can project the beam tight enough and powerful enough so it looks instant instead of just you know taking five minutes to burn up a car they could burn up a person in one second uh, i guarantee it and 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 the, the trail would go up uh, the smoke it tend to look like it's going up so it looked like you know people getting raptured up you know getting taken up you know uh purposely disappeared and you know smoke and it looked like it went up and you know that stuff like this you know so there's gonna be great to set plus they can use their holographic image to reconstruct the person going up you know if they want to with a robe on you know because you get different clothes right so uh you know something like this they can do that uh they, we have the technology and it's being misused. It's planning to be misused in a big way this year, uh, which fits again with your my word of knowledge, your dream for sure. Uh, and there's other people that dream, like you said, and there was other people that said that as well. Uh, you got other people confirming yours. Okay, so um, he just he just passed away. I forgot what the man's name was. Um, Tom Horn. Tom Horn passed away, but before he passed away, um, he said that the Lord had given him a vision of of an asteroid hitting the earth and i believe it was in 2027 did he say 2027? 2029 we're going to get some asteroids uh you know probably this year but you know we might see a bunch of fake uh, again that's another thing they can easily do they can make any kind of images any kind of thing you can imagine in the sky just like the movies basically your whole your whole screen is the whole sky you know basically yeah and so they can you know, they can do some amazing stuff nowadays that used to be only, you know, God could do it or, you know, some really advanced, you know, you know, which we humans didn't have this technology until eight, eight, until about 19, late 1980s, somewhere in there, uh, give or take, you know, a little bit, 90s, it was being developed. And and so it's a, it's a technology of deception. The first wave is uh, these, the you know, the, the millions of illegals that are coming in and just flooding the country, uh, just flooding the United States, flooding Europe, both, both developed, you know, places in the world. And uh, that's the first wave. The second wave is when they shut off electricity and phones and everybody starts, you know, and they'll let off nukes is what they'll do. They'll let off nukes probably up in that sky, that EMPs that'll create this issue. And everybody start turning each other. They don't have enough food, they don't have water, whatever, you know, they, they, different things they start suspecting. And they also other types of uh, weird uh, attacks, you know, sonic, whatever, electric uh, cars start, not just electric, all cars start driving by themselves and killing people that are in the car, you know, they take over, they can take over your car. Any car yeah, Tesla's been, been doing that lately. Tesla's yeah, been doing any, weird things. 
Yeah, any cars that are made since 2006, even combustion engines, can be taken over remotely, and they know how to do that. The dark side knows how to do that, and they can use them as devices to kill people and uh, or make it look like your neighbor killed your son or something like this to get you mad at your neighbor, you know, or something like this. Um, you know, on the other hand, you know, people will start, you know, and, and so it, basically that's the second wave where everybody kind of turns against each other. The third wave, after all the cities are burning and all this stuff, third wave is when they send in peacekeeping troops of foreign foreign armies, Chinese military, everybody, peacekeeping troops. It says, by peace, he will destroy many. See, they have, just like God has a plan, they have a plan. God's year, like the 10-year countdown, the tribulation, the great tribulation, and then the rescue, the great rescue, similar to what happened in Egypt. Like if you're living in Egypt, you know, you'd say, God, we got these 10 plagues, they're really bad. They're, you know, they're killing people. Some people are dying from it. Uh, all the, all of our, all of our, uh, all the Egyptians or all our masters or whatever are swimming across the river to get to us because we have less plagues here, uh, you know, but they still had some issues there. And, and of course, they were spared definitely from the 10th plague for sure and people argue about how much they were spared from uh but there was obvious everybody agrees it was less less issues okay so how about the two witnesses because the bible talks that there's gonna be two witnesses yes we should if if it's it says their minister for i think three and a half years three and a half so, years yeah well it either says time times a half time or three and a half but i think it says three and a half if it says three and a half or it says 42 months for them then we're going to see them within a month or two from now, uh, three months from now, we should see them starting to do things. The third wave peacekeeping troops, he's sending all these people in, they're gonna start taking over, oh, we're rescuing you, come with us, come with us. Well, they put you in a processing center and you, you either take the mark or you get, and uh, this is lots of people had this dream. We have over a hundred missionaries and all of them send us dreams and visions and and uh, and so on. And, and uh, you know, I, I totally believe it because I've had a lot of these too. So this is what their process is. Uh, yeah, and you know, so just so everybody knows, uh, you don't want to get processed. You, want, you want, it reminds me of processing cattle. You know, they call that process. You slaughter the cattle and you eat it. You know, uh, you know, it's it's definitely not something you want to be. Uh, you know, taken. You don't want to be taken. If you can if you can figure out how to avoid being taken, that's important. And they are going to attack our children and everything else. So, uh, you know, they don't they don't want the children getting raptured. The one time officials were uh, were harassing us. And uh, the Lord told me to tell them. There were three of them that were harassing us. Anyway, the Lord told me to go tell them if they don't, if they don't quit, they don't quit harassing the ministry. That they're all going to be dead is basically what He told me to tell them in, in about a year. And uh, they have, they have, they have a few months to repent. And that's what the Lord told me to tell them. And I really didn't want to go deliver that because I had to go right in their offices, and all of them were against us and everything else, trying to cause problems and, and. Uh, and but I did because the Lord told me to do it. So I went in and called all three of them together and told them exactly that if they didn't repent. And they just kind of laughed at me and cussed at me and everything else. And guess what? A year later, well, even even eight months later, two of them were dead, and the third one is busy repenting, trying to make it up to us as much really? as Really? Okay. Uh, so two did die and one repented. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. And the warning was if they didn't repent, quit harassing our ministry, they were all going to be, you know, so God still does this kind of thing. People think, mm -hmm. well, he only did that in the Old Testament. No, he still does this kind of thing. The two witnesses are not just two guys. And, and there's a whole bunch of us that are going to be the two witnesses. In other words, it represents the, the two represents the Jewish Christians and the non-Jewish Christians. And, uh, and that's who it represents. Uh, and there, But there probably will be two main guys as well. Uh, just like the Antichrist is the one main guy. But then there's a whole bunch of them that are anti-Christ. The Bible actually says that in plural. There's many anti-Christ. Uh, mm -hmm. So there's a big team there. We could call it dark side team, team dark side. But then there's a team God side or light side, the team of the light, you know. And uh, yeah, so we're going to, 
I'm going to be kicking butt and taking names. So it's 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 about time, you know, the people of God, uh, what yeah, people of God stood up for what's what's right and wow. what's God. And so That's it's cool. not just it's not just suffering and pain. It's it's the great climax of the movie. You know, you're watching a movie, you always want to see the good guy. You know, make it make it. You want to see him win, and and he does usually. And you know, the movies I watch, at least you know these depressing movies, I don't watch them. I won't let anybody else watch them. Either. We try to screen everything for the children. So yeah, so you see the good guy. You know, and that's what God plans. The children of God are the good guys, and and he's gonna he's gonna pull us through. He's gonna because of him. It's not because of who we are. It's because of who he is. But we are children too. We are children of God as also. So he cares about his children. So he is, he's going to do miracles. He's going to do amazing miracles. And that part of that is when the woman is given the wings of the great eagle, the two wings of the great eagle and flies into the wilderness. That's picturing the miracles. And then if, if you, the, the miracles that God does for preserving his people. And then also the two witnesses, um, the, the, you know, it says fire, anyone wants to harm him. Whole armies come against them. The fire come out of their mouth and and devour their enemies. Yeah, this is gonna, this kind of stuff's gonna happen. It's it's not just for Elijah. All that stuff is repeated. We're gonna be united. All things are gathered together in Christ at that point at the rapture day. So, what do you believe about the last trumpets? Do you think that? Well, well it refers to three things. The last trump refers to the last presidency, and it also refers to the blowing of the. Of the shofar in uh, in Rosh Hashanah, There's, they blow it a hundred times on the on the. It's a it's a forty eight hour period, and it's on the morning usually of the second day, if you want to say it that way. But the days are not the same as our days. They don't start at midnight. They start at sundown. Uh, so, mm -hmm. it's a forty eight hour period, and uh, I might have to move into the shade. Is that okay? I'm. It's a, yeah, the sun just came out. Very very hot. So so the so the the. Uh, the trumpets, also the seventh trumpet, and I'm pretty sure those are those three things are going to pretty close to coincide with each other. The dark side, just like the the kingdom of God has a countdown, the dark side has a countdown. So they have a five-year countdown that started in uh, September, this middle of September of 2023. But the great tribulation hasn't officially started yet, and again, it'll be soon. We're going to see great victories, and Daniel says that too. Great, great conquest by the people of God. So you said a whole lot. Now, if anyone wants to hear more, if anyone wants to read more, to learn more, how can they do that? Yeah, uh, go to our website, wits.ws. So it's very simple, wits with two T's, W-I-T-T-S. That stands for World Improvement Through the Spirit. But just wits.ws, W-I-T-T-S dot W-S. That's our website. It'll take you right there. It doesn't end with com. It doesn't end with org. Uh, we made it something real simple and, and in our thinking website, you know, WS stands for website. And so, uh, it's very simple and anybody can find it and, uh, you'll see a picture of the world there. That's kind of our logo and a beautiful earth. And we do talk a lot about technology and better systems because I am a scientist and engineer and, uh, we are offering better systems for all mankind. Uh, and, but our free classes are video classes. Most of them, every page is really a free class. There's th thousands of pages, but but the main ones are about a, uh, you know, about a, about 600, uh, maybe 700 uh, videos that are about two hours long, and they're composed of multiple classes, and uh, and those are free on the archives. If you find the, you click on the 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 list is at the top, all the different pages. Click on archives, and you can find it. If you if you want our countdown page, that's the only one that's not listed at the top. So you have to just remember forward slash countdown, which.ws forward slash countdown. And uh, and that's the one we we need to put a timeline chart up. I have drawn it out, but uh, you know, yeah, we've got 
we, we stay very, very busy. Same as you. So that's it. Uh, oh, as far as emailing us, our email is wits.wits2014 with one T. So the website has two T's on wits and the and the email is one T, wits2014 at yahoo.com. And we do have other emails and, you know, but that's an easy one for me to remember. I'm working from memory here. And you know, a lot of people are looking right now. A lot of people are digging into scripture, diving into scripture, trying to see, okay, Lord, interpret this for me because things may look a little different than what I've been told. So, you know, Holy Spirit is definitely doing something wonderful. And I really do want to thank you so much for being on the show. And could you do us a favor before we leave? Could you pray for the audience right now? Okay, excellent. All right. Heavenly Father, we just approach you in prayer and we thank you that you are our provider. You are everything. And just like the the children of Israel were wandering in the wilderness for 40 years, you provided food every day. So we thank you that you're going to provide for us through the coming trials ahead. And uh, we thank you that the trials themselves are good because they refine us, as Peter said in in his in his writing, his letter. So we thank you that that's that's helps us turn into a more valuable about more valuable servants from you. So we thank you for the trial and we pray uh, mercy on on ourselves and on everybody out there. Uh, and uh, and I, we know we trust you to to even if we die, we'll we'll live again. We trust you 100 percent. Uh, it's actually a promotion. We die, we live again. So we thank you for that, Lord. Uh, heaven's a nice place. You're wonderful. We, we love you with all our heart, Lord. Uh, we love you, Father. We love Jesus. We love the Holy Spirit. We love you all. You're just so wonderful. And and we pray a blessing on all those listening. Uh, in Jesus' mighty name, amen. amen. Amen and amen. Dr. Timothy Threat, thank you so much again for being on Deep Believer. If you'd like to be born again and give your life to Jesus Christ today, Pray this prayer with me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner and am lost without you. I'm convinced that you're my only saving grace and my only hope. No longer do I want to do life without you. I believe that you came to earth to die on the cross for my sins, rose from the dead three days later, and are coming back for me one day soon. Please come into my heart and be my Lord, Savior, and friend. In Jesus' name, Amen. If you've prayed that prayer, get yourself a Bible and read it daily and ask God to interpret every word for you. Then surround yourself with like-minded believers in Jesus Christ. Congratulations and welcome to the family.